What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the So I Was Thinking podcast. It's your boy. Hey, we sing that up really nicely. And I threw a pause in there. I didn't think you would get it, but you did. You waited for me. No, it's Good. Same, same wavelength. That's... I've been thinking about this all two weeks, three weeks, however long since it's been since we last recorded. I'm like, the your boy is coming back strong once yeah. we come back. Once we come back, the the uh, the uh, the yeah boy is gonna just hit a little diff. You know, that's what I was thinking about all week. All right. And, uh, well, thanks for tuning in to the Soft Thinking Podcast. Uh, I am Felipe with my co host, Rowan Keeley. Yep. And uh, if you are interested in what we do, we have a Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. Um, we have our own branded merch that you can get. We have so many oh, things where you can stay up to date with us. You can uh, text us uh, can 608. You? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, wow, he's really I'm not that committed him. to people having my phone number, honestly. <laughs> you can message us on Instagram if you want to talk or Facebook. Uh, or you can send us an email through our website. But that's about it. Uh, I mean, yeah. By the way, our website, www.sawsingypodcast.com. Dot com. Uh, so many on, things. We're working on getting the org, uh, but stay tuned for that. Dot edu. <laughs> <laughs> dot gov. So I was thinking, <laughs> no, I don't want to be sponsored by the government. <laughs> God bless the yeah. USA, but you know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> we are going to do a little bit different of an episode today. Kind are of. Are we? Uh, you know, <laughs> somewhat. I feel like, I feel like. Um, no, I guess this is different. So usually what we like to do is we like to, um, pick a question, right? Like why God or lukewarm Christians kind of, and it's like either a question or like a topic, uh, that's a little more, uh, maybe not modern, but like we, we pick a topic and then we, we talk about the topic, right? And most of the times there are questions that we get. This one actually, um, comes from yours truly. Um, and today we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, Who's truly yours, truly like us. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. Yeah. yeah. So today we're going to be talking about salvation and sanctification because I think, um, it's one of the most important things in our faith. And I feel like very, are most people know very little about it. And so we want to just shed some light on it. And I feel like it's also been a theme of our podcast, right? Like we, or at least we have said this back and forth on all the different episodes, but never really given an in-depth look at to what it actually looks like. Because we'll say, you know, on all the different episodes where we talk about living a life modeled after living like Jesus, we talk about the difference between salvation versus sanctification and how salvation happens at an instant sanctification happens the rest of a lifetime and we've said that on so many episodes but that's all we've said yeah it's kind of so that was the thing that kind of inspired this all uh on top of other things but uh the thing that inspired it was we just we keep on talking about it and it's about time we give you guys a full episode uh wholly committed to holy see what i did there i see what you did there holy committed to explaining this uh concept w-h-o-l-l-y <laughs> ha 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 we're discussing it holy so that we can be more sanctified. righteous uh 
<laughs> Speaking of which, have if you guys have played Wordle, uh, hit us up. <laughs> Rowan got Don't me into it. it, got me into it this week, and I'm better than him. That's not true. He cheated. He cheated. I it's did, not fair. I did not cheat. This man. I did looks not up cheat. Answers. I did not cheat. I have never looked up an answer. Yeah. And the last one that we did today. You're yelling. Sorry. 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 <laughs> and the last one that we did today, you showed me the answer. I thought you did it. Anyway. No, I hadn't even gotten to it yet. And you're just like, oh, look at this. And I was just like, that was stupid. I was really excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So salvation and sanctification. What is it? What what are we talking about when we're talking about like salvation and sanctification? And like what's the difference? Aren't like aren't they both the same? Felipe? Or me. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna be asking you the questions, but alright. You went well, on, I thought you were gonna ask me and then you I went was. on a wordle tangent. <laughs> I did because you cause we started talking about words and I you know, I got <laughs> Uh, excited. Uh, anyway, no, well, we talk about it all the time, and I gave a short uh, definition of the difference of the two, but Rowan, what is the difference between <laughs> salvation and sanctification? So, when we talk about salvation, we're talking about, uh, like, the moment that you accept that Jesus is Lord, right? So, that very moment where you, you're at your lowest of your lows or whatever, and you make the you fully commit to the, or the decision. highest of your highs. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but for most people, maybe it is lowest of the low. Yeah, but, but um, it's when you make that decision uh, to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior into your life. And from that point on, you are marked as a Christian. And from that point on starts your journey of sanctification. Because when once you accept Jesus as Lord and your Savior, that comes with implications, right? Because um, Jesus doesn't say, uh, how do I word this? Uh, biggest implications. So... Jesus says that he's the only way to the Lord, right? He says he's the way, the truth, and the light. We went over that in the episode before, right? And he's the only he's the narrow path to get to the Father. Nobody goes to him except through Jesus. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you're, I was going to make it through that quote. Yeah. So Jesus, by accepting it, uh, Jesus as Lord, you're accepting him as the only true way. And so when you make a commitment, commitment like that, when you make... That the implication is that, like, we need to be fully committed to whatever Jesus says, right? Because just saying that Jesus is Lord and just having the knowledge of Jesus being Lord isn't enough to uh, save us from our sins, right? Because um, once we accept Jesus as Lord, we accept our depravity as humans and we accept that we're not perfect and that uh, there's no way that we're able to be fully, uh, fully holy and fully be able to have a relationship with God. And so by accepting Jesus, um, we're made right with God and we need to like follow the law, uh, not laws, but follow what Jesus has set in place for us. And I think that's, and those, the actions that come after salvation is what we call sanctification. And it happens over a lifetime, right? So you have your salvation moment where you fully accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And then every action in, or every action after that is a confirmation of that salvation because it is you uh, testifying that you have 
given up on your sin and you fully committed yourself as a servant to the Lord and you're following in complete obedience to him. Yeah, and theologically, I think it's funny uh, that we use the term uh, like accepting that Jesus is Lord because in the book of Revelation, when John writes, he says that to him referring to Jesus, was given the title King of Kings, Lord of Lords. So it's like we don't really have a choice to accept him as Lord and Savior. Like that is who he is regardless of whether or not we accept it. I'm not contradicting you. I just It's just how we say it, right? Like accepting Jesus as Lord. But the truth is we come, I think, face to face with the reality that that is who he is by definition in his just being, right? Like he's not... It's not like he's trying to be Lord. He is Lord. Um, And it's us coming face to face with the reality and saying, yes, Jesus is Lord. Right. Like and and the thing that's I I think this rabbit hole that I like to go down in my own head is Paul writes um, about salvation. And he says that, uh, you know, if you believe with your if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Mm-hmm. That is salvation, right? Like, and and we can get into salvation theology and and work, uh, also known as soteriology, like how all that works out. But um, some people think like it takes you know like this crazy amount of time to actually be saved, or you have to do some stuff or whatever. And Paul makes it that simple: believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. It is that simple, but it also, like you said, works its way out in salvation. We think about like the thief on the cross, like one of the guys being crucified next to Jesus was like, you know, like just die already. You're, he can't be God. He's up here with us. And then the other guy just looks at Jesus and has this moment where he says, man, you, you really must be the son of God. Like you don't deserve to be up here. We do. Lord, just remember me in paradise. And Jesus says today, even, even today, you will be with me in paradise. And so he has this whole salvation moment, doesn't get to live out sanctification, Mm. right? Like he's paying for his sin right there on the cross next to Jesus. But in Jesus, he now has eternal life. It's crazy. So salvation happens in a moment. We also call it justification, right? Like I think that's the best way of of also putting it because um, it it is the moment in an instant where we're made right with God. We take on... Jesus is righteousness. We righteousness. We take on Jesus. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, it, it's a moment where God transfers Jesus's righteousness and holiness onto us, and he, our sin gets. I mean, our sin was already put on Him at the cross. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. this moment where it's a transaction. Boom. Like this spiritual transaction happens, and we are made right with God. We are justified in the eyes of God. But even though we're justified, we still need to be sanctified. And yes, the process of sanctification starts then. But like you said, it's going to it's gonna be a lifelong journey. And I know that because every time I get on the road, I'm still being sanctified. <laughs> yeah. And I think like the big thing for me and the big thing that I've noticed is that we say things like King of Kings, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, like, oh, yeah, Jesus is my savior. Like all this stuff and but like we have no meaning behind that right and i think by giving him the title of king of kings and lord of lords i think it's funny how nothing changes right saying that jesus is the king of kings doesn't change anything about our lives right and so this commitment i see like a lot of just empty commitments where it's like yes jesus is my savior on sunday and then 
like next Friday, you're like out partying. So where, where does Jesus accepting Jesus into your life make a change? Right? Because like accepting Jesus into your life, um, like Jesus is very convicting. Like he's not, he's not always just like this nice guy who kind of is just like, you're saved. My grace is, yeah, I'm Jesus. I love you. You're (laughs) so good, buddy. Hey, his, his grace isn't just like infinite. Like, yeah, you're saved, buddy. Like go do all of the party stuff, do all of this. Like, and when you die, like my grace is sufficient that like, you'll be chill. Right? No, like Jesus expects us uh, to like, sanctification is the process to become holy. And even though becoming holy isn't, um, for us at least, isn't fully achievable, we're still called to look more and more like Christ every day. And so by accepting Jesus and accepting his title as Lord of Lords and King of Kings, like that needs to change our very core. That needs to change like how we perceive Jesus and how we treat Jesus because it's become such a lazy and nonchalant thing to say like, yeah, like Jesus is our savior. Like I, I just feel like we need... We need some, to put some power behind it because the Bible says that Jesus, Jesus's name alone has power, right? And I feel like we've, at least socially, we've drained it of its power because we say stuff like, oh my God, or Jesus Christ and stuff like that. But I think through- no swearing on the podcast. <laughs> I've said much worse. <laughs> <laughs> but I that think through true. the process, through the process of sanctification, like we put power and we put substance behind the title of King of Kings or Lord of Lords. And through that, we're able to like build a relationship and build a life that's uh, founded on like what Jesus says. Yeah. And I think like it's funny that you mentioned like the importance of a title. Like, have you ever met those? Oh, well, actually. I have, I have a, uh, at the place where I work, there is a customer who is a doctor and like at at my job, we handle so many doctors and lawyers and like people with all these titles, uh, to their name. Uh, and because we don't like when we look them up in our system, we don't necessarily have these titles. So it doesn't really make a difference to us when we like pull up their name. It's like, oh, your name is John. Cool. I'm calling you John. You know, like, but there's this one guy that every time he calls, he's like, mm, it's doctor. And I'm like, okay, John, settle down. <laughs> I'm not at the hospital right now. You're coming in for a completely different reason. So how about you tone that down? And people make such a huge deal of titles and expect to be treated differently. You know, like people that are doctors and have worked hard for their PhDs. Yes. You know, like there's some prestige that comes with it. But like some people are so arrogant that it comes around and it's like, oh, you know, like treat me like call me by my title or whatever. And they expect to be treated a certain way. And think about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right, like he says, if you wish to follow me, if you wish to be known with me, pick up your cross, die to yourself, follow me. Yeah. And and so many people like like the implication of following Jesus cost people their lives. Like the implications of following Jesus meant uh, he said that like if you love your mother, if you love your father, if you love your brother, if you love your wife, if you love anything more than you love me, you're not worthy of being mine. Like Jesus draws a line in the sand more than the prestige that comes with his name like of some doctor or lawyer or your honor judge, whatever. Like he is all of those things and more because he's king of kings. He's God. Mm. 
and and we just like treat him as if he's nothing like you said like sometimes we go like all right like i i i'm a, I'm a christian maybe like i believe in jesus jesus was a cool guy you know like i go to church yeah you know like and and we say things like that and we act like that but really if we're to be identified with christ it takes sanctification like we can't want to be identified like christ and not look like christ yeah like that's the that's the important thing is like the title of Christian has a weight to it. And if we identify with Jesus, we should look like Jesus. That's called sanctification. It is, you know, like how many people like, do you know, have been going to church for five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, and they look the exact same as when they walked in. Their music playlists are the exact same. The people that they hang out with outside of church, the exact same. The things that they do in their free time, the exact same. You know, let's call them their extracurricular activities, whatever. But they're the exact same. Nothing has changed about their, their life other than they started going to church. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, um, it reminds me of this C.S. Lewis quote where it says that, like, um... Like, either Jesus, like, the whole concept of Jesus is nothing but for, like, fools and idiots, and it's the dumbest thing to ever exist, because, like, oh, and you should just disregard it completely, because it's like, oh, like, Jesus is Lord, that's stupid, nobody is Lord over me, like, I'm the Lord over my own life, like, heaven, hell, like, that's all dumb, or the opposite is, like, he is of infinite importance and he should be like in like the subject of Jesus and the subject of the Bible and the subject of God should consume your entire life and should be life altering because of the implications of eternal life and of sin and of like human depravity that like we need to commit our lives to it. And so like that's usually I usually bring that up when it comes to like talking about lukewarm Christians or people who sit on the fence, but I think it's applicable here because salvation is that picking a side, right? You're not like I believe that Jesus is Lord. Okay, if Jesus is Lord, then it's of infinite uh, importance. Infinite importance, yeah. And then just to go back on what you were saying, like I think of an analogy of like two people joining a sport, like right, like let's say football, and they both train for like three years. One of them becomes like super fit and is like MVP, and the other one is just as chubby as the day he first started, right? One of those people made a conscious decision that like they were going to commit their lives to football and they trained their hardest every single day and now they've come to greatness. And the other person is still the exact same purpose or exact same person. And not like now I'm not saying that the more time you spend on sanctification, the greater you'll be and the higher God will lift you. But like that's the level of commitment or like Jesus calls for even an even higher level of commitment because like this isn't just some sports game this is we're playing with like souls and we're playing with like eternity here yeah <sighs> yeah that's good so um thinking about all of this uh you know like as we become more sanctified what Rowan are our next steps like what like all right, we're we're saved and 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 made right, right? And now we're trying to live a life of sanctification. That's not easy. Mm -hmm. 
But I think for some of the people that are listening, hopefully, you know, like this is your first time listening to this podcast. Maybe this is your first time hearing about Jesus. Maybe this is your 50th time listening to this podcast. I don't know if we have that many episodes, but, uh, you know, like you've been listening to stuff about Jesus your whole life, but you're on the, you're at the point where you're like, man, I don't know how to make this real. I don't know how I'm supposed to look more like Jesus. Ron, what does it look like? It's an interesting question. Um, and like, in preparing for this episode, I kind of came up with like really three things uh, that I feel like are essential to your sanctification walk. It sounds like I'm going to take a Stephen Furtick route here. Three things to make your life instantly become easier, okay? As long as you follow these things, God will bless every step that you take. Uh, prosperity will come into your life and you'll never need him ever again. I don't um, know about that. Job. <laughs> um, no, but the first the first thing is Job or joke? Job. Both of those I feel like are applicable. So <laughs> I'm sorry. The first So the first thing is prayer, right? I think prayer prayer is so slept on these days. But <laughs> Oh wow. No, but I feel like um prayer is a connection to the source almost, right? We've talked about it a lot. And almost every time we talk about like growing in your faith or growing in this or that when it comes to Bible or theology, we always bring up prayer, right? And so like I think we all to an extent understand that like prayer is a connection to God and it's a direct line that we can use to communicate uh, to God. But um, I just want to bring up that like we can also use it as like a form of um, praise. We, like we can worship God. If we look at the Lord's Prayer, it starts with uh, our Father who art in he- heaven, how, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, right? Those, those are words of praise. And we've gone over the Lord's Prayer in a previous episode, but basically that was an outline to, to how we're supposed to uh, speak to God and how we're supposed to pray. And like we're supposed to opening our prayers with praise to God and thankfulness for his goodness. But uh, another thing that I think is missing from a lot of our prayers is just repentance. And this is going to be this is a little teaser for our next episode. But I think uh, repentance is another high high key, very slept on uh, thing in prayers because it's humbling ourselves by saying I I'm not deserving of your grace and mercy. I'm not deserving of your love. And yet you love me anyway. You're still gracious and kind to me. And it's turning away from sin and toward Jesus. And again, we'll get into that next episode. But I think like when we use our prayer life for repentance and for and using our prayer life to grow closer to God and turn towards Jesus and away from sin, I feel like that's where we really see growth. Yeah, I was going to say too, like, I feel like a lot of times when people talk about prayer, it's, it's also nonchalant, right? Like people treat it's like, well, I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to pray in my car. And it's like, God, thank you for today. Um, bless this person that just cut me off in traffic. Bless you, dear brother, sister. Oh, you're flipping me off. Okay. Um, Lord, I'm having a really hard time at, at my work right now. Like things are really, t- if you could lighten the load, that would be amazing. I don't know why I'm doing this voice for so long. Um, but I feel like that is the type of prayer that we have. And you're absolutely right. Like how often in prayer do we sit there and we let God speak to us? 
How often in prayer do we stop asking God to do things for us? You know, like as good as that is, like praying for for us in our situations, absolutely. Like Paul teaches us to bring our supplications and our questions and our asks and our wants and needs to God, absolutely. Uh, yes, we're like, you know, like we can thank God, we can praise God, but how often do we sit there, you know, with music on or in complete silence or with the Bible open in front of us and we say, God, speak to me, you know, like, and, and honestly, like there have been moments in prayer where I've just been deeply convicted of things and I haven't asked for repentance or I haven't, but like, God, show me who you want me to be. God, you know, like work things out of my life that don't belong there. God, help me to bring more glory to you, God, you know, like, and you just sit there and you have real moments with God like that, because so many people want to sit there and ask God for stuff or thank God for stuff. Uh, you know, and then ask God for more stuff. And, you know, it's out of a good heart, you know, like praying for other people or praying for your family, you know, like whatever. Um, but how often you just sit there and, you know, like honestly cry out to God. How about that? Like, God, I cannot deal with this. You are the one that I turn to in my times. And like, that's the whole Psalms, right? Like David's just sitting there like, God, I cannot deal with this. You are the mountain that I run to for refuge. You are the fountain that I drink from when I am thirsty and parched in a, in the desert. God, you are the essence of my life. I have nothing if not for you. Like how often do we get real with our prayers and, and practice putting our theology into our prayers? Like, you know, like I think the more you learn about God, the better you pray too, and you develop your theology. Like that's important because when you pray, you have a deeper understanding of who God is and who you're talking to. And you can say things like, God, I, I don't understand what's going on in my life right now, but you are sovereign. You're in control. I trust you. And you can pray different prayers. So, you know, like, but as far as sanctification, absolutely. Let's repent, you know, like let's ask God to show us, God, what in my life doesn't look like you? Holy Spirit, refine me so that I look more like Jesus. Yeah. Um, because that is part of walking out sanctification. Um, and this is another one that we say all the time. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to do this one. Um, but uh, open up your Bibles. Dig into your Bibles. <laughs> Um, oh, I think we see it. I thought you were about to say, open up your Bibles too. And I was like, uh, oh, we don't have a verse. No, open up your Bibles, like dig into the word. Um, uh, just recently over January, me, uh, and Felipe and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the only people who actually did it in 30 days. But the goal of, it's called the 30 day shred where you read the entire Bible in, um, 30 days or 60 days if you're pastor kevin or 29 um, days if you're me <laughs> uh, okay no need to flex but uh you read the whole bible in its entirety in 30 days and the goal of it is just to get the broad picture the big picture to see the overarching like story of the bible and for me it showed me how little i actually knew of the bible and it showed me how little i actually knew about what it said and I think that's the case for a lot of people. I think there are a lot of people who just never open up their Bibles. And when they do open up their Bibles, they read like New Testament stuff, either like the Gospels or like 
second Corinthians or something. I feel like we never, we don't dig deep into the Bible at all. And so as Christians, if we are to have uh, a firm understanding of its doctrine and represent that doctrine well, we need to know what it says. We need to know what the Bible actually says so that when we go out into the world and try to represent God, that we represent him well. And I think we're doing a very poor job at that. Um, and I think through sanctification, like there's, there should be some joy that comes in sanctification, like joy that you are forgiven of your sins and that there's a good God who loves you and cares for you. And so I think reading the Bible should be a joy and not a chore because reading Mm. the Bible is reading God's direct words or not God's direct words, but God breathed words. Right. And like, we get to personally know this God who's saved us. And so I think that should be like a joy in our life rather than like a chore, like, ugh, I have to get to my Bible reading tonight, like, or something like that, or just putting it off entirely. I think we really need to dig down and get that joy out of reading the Bible and digging deep into what God's saying. Yeah. Especially because, um, like I've done, I've done the 30 day shred, I think for three or four years now. And what's interesting about it is, like you said, the Bible is so rich and it's stuff I hadn't learned on my own before. It's something that I've never tried to do on my own before. Like I've tried to do the Bible in a year and I just lose interest so fast. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot to do the Bible in 30 days and a lot of it you don't remember. But when you're like for us, Rona and I, we mostly listen to it on days where I was really where I really wanted to get something out of it. I would skim and read and highlight um, as much as I could to try to get something out of it, something that stood out to me. Um, but really the Bible is so rich. Like I love, I love the new Testament. I love the story of Jesus, but the story of Jesus starts in the book of Genesis, right? Like this, this story that God is telling, uh, and revealing to us about who he is. It is fulfilled in the person of Jesus when we get the complete picture, but it is so much more, in the Old Testament, like there is hundreds and hundreds of years of history of God saying, this is who I am to his people. Um, and so I think it's so important that we we get into our Bibles. Um, a few other quick thoughts, I think, you know, like just uh, going back to. Oh, sorry. Oh, this is your point. Sorry. You, yeah. You so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I scrolled too far down in my notes. And previously I said I had three things. And we really haven't done a good job numbering them. So three things, prayer, Bible, and this next section is what I personally like to call expanded lore. Um, because <laughs> there are much smarter people across the 2,000 years since Jesus has come to earth who uh, are a lot smarter than at least me and Felipe. I don't know about some of uh Uh, the listeners out there because we might have like a doctor or two who listens to us but at least for me and Felipe they're a lot smarter and they've committed their entire lives to the study of the Bible and they have books podcasts sermons and even music that will only benefit our walk in our faith right because it's supplying us with even more uh, solid doctrine and theology if you know where to look Uh, and so like if we want to embolden our faith and like increase our knowledge Mm. of 
Jesus because with an increased knowledge comes an increase in faith. I think those two things go hand in hand because the more we know about God, the more we know about his goodness and the more that should drive us to be better and to look more like Christ. And so I think by going out and not just reading the Bible, but reading commentary on the Bible, reading books by authors like C.S. Lewis, he's a good one. Philip Yancey, he's a good one. Those are the only people that I read. And I'm not perfect at this either. So I, I'm i just not good at reading because I'm stupid. But, That's not um, <laughs> but like go out and try to like dig in deep to what, like what the word says and like commentary about the word. Because like, for example, I don't know Greek or Hebrew, but there are people who there do. There are people that do. And they exactly. wrote books so explain things to us who don't. <laughs> so whether it's like theology, Christology, learn that word today, or like... Soteriology, uh, ecclesiology, eschatology, pneumatology, angelology. Apologetics, that's another good subject to kind of <laughs> dig into, but... As long as you're like digging into the Bible and it's good and it's solid, like go for it. Yeah. None of those Christian self-help books. Cut the crap. Yeah, be careful, man. You keep on peeking the microphone. So it's loud, bro. I don't know what it is. I don't know why you hate me. Anyway, (laughs) uh, last thought here. Well, actually, there's a few thoughts that we just kind of skipped over because it's been such a good conversation. But um, two things that we need to know about sanctification, I think these are important. Or maybe three things. Uh, sanctification is only complete when we die for our souls, right? Like, so when we're, you know, as we live and we're being made like Christ, like when we die, when we kick the bucket, like our souls are done being sanctified. Um, that is on the inside. And then we'll be in heaven. We'll be made right. New, new body, new creation, boom, for all of eternity. And then, Uh, The good news is that like sanctification doesn't just happen for our souls because God promises or Jesus promises uh, and Paul later talks about this, that one day our bodies will be made right. Right. So like think of all the disease and the sickness in the world and everything going on. Like when Jesus returns, our bodies will be sanctified. We will be given holy bodies like no longer corrupted by sin. And I think that's pretty cool. And then these last two kind of go hand in hand. Where uh, as much as, you know, we talk about sanctification and doing the work, sanctification is is the work of God. Yeah. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. And you can find that in First Thessalonians 5 and 3 or Hebrews 12, 10 through 11. It's God working to discipline those that he loves. And it's not just the habits that we build. Yeah. Because um, we talk about, you know, like sanctification. And it's like, well, you know, like good habit. I'm going to read my Bible before bed. Good habit. I'm going to. I don't know, do this, this and that. But like, if it's not God also doing the work in us, they're just habits. Yeah. You know, like uh, we're not actually being more holy. We're not actually, you know, like it affects every single area of our life. And so, yes, there might be habits that come out of it. There might be things that are life changing things that come out of it, but they're more than habits. If all we do is go to church and build better habits and we're into behavior modification, that doesn't last either. Yeah. Um. And then we also play a role in sanctification and that's to allow God to work in us. You know, like that sitting in church on Sunday morning and reading our Bibles and praying and then being convicted by the Holy Spirit and saying, I'm going to do something about that. Yeah. Like we have a part to play 
Um, and Paul says it in Romans 8 that we're called to put to death the things of the flesh. Essentially, that's what we're doing. So when we're called out on something, when we're told that we're not living a holy life or living like Jesus, we got to do the hard work and say, like, okay, I need to change. Yeah. Um, and like real quick, uh, I don't think you guys should ever just take our word for stuff. Uh, if there's anything that we say uh do a background check in the bible just to make sure because i don't think you should ever take anybody's word for anything especially over the internet because people say anything these days but uh, i think the best place to kind of cover like what we're talking about is um romans 6 scroll up yep right here sorry felipe's futzing with my notes (sighs) no just (sighs) sorry Sorry, I don't know what you want. I'm going to stop touching it for a second. Yeah, please. Thank you. So, Romans 6 outlines the process of sanctification is so that we can be uh, so that we can become holy and therefore be dead to our sin and that sin will have no dominion uh dominion over us and through the process of sanctification we fully submit as servants to the lord and no longer are slaves to sin. And again, like if you want to read that, Romans 6 Go through it. It's one chapter. It's going to take less than 15 minutes. It starts in Romans 5. Yeah, just read Romans. But if you don't, if you really don't have time for two chapters, which I'm (laughs) sure you do, Romans 6, it's all there. Um, He outlines what it means uh, to be sanctified in the eyes of the Lord. Mm. Um, And then how do you want to do these last few? Because, again, don't take our word for it. And we have some chapters. We can fire them. Sure, that would we be don't, fun. We don't need to read all of them. I don't think we're going to... We're at like almost 40 minutes though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here we go. You can check us out. Look at Ephesians. You know what? You know what? We, we'll we we'll say them and then we'll also link them in the description. But we have to remember to actually link them. All right. So here we go. We have Ephesians chapter 4 uh, verses 17 through 24. We have 2 Corinthians 5 verses 17 through 21. We have Colossians 3 1 through 17. That's a fun one. 1 Timothy 6 11 and 12. Uh, Titus chapter 3 verses 1 through 8. Hebrews 12 uh, verses 10 and 11. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 5 through 10. And 1 John Oh, uh, well, no, First John chapter 3, verse 2. You know, I like... we're going to throw that one out. We, well, it's because we were going to try to read all of these at some point during this <laughs> podcast. And, you know, that one felt like, ah, we could go without. We have 25 <laughs> million verses to read. Yeah. Um, extracurricular work, read the whole chapter so that you get the context of each verses. But I think we did a pretty good job of not taking these verses out of context. But if you want some good reading based on the uh episode we just did start there dig into your bibles get on it guys we've done half of the work for you so (laughs) don't even complain (laughs) and on that note thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of so i was thinking podcast if uh you would like to stay in touch with us check us out on instagram tiktok facebook so i was thinking podcast.com 
Uh, listen, we are so extremely grateful for each of you that listen and tune in every other week. Uh, so here's what you can do to support us because we, we love your support that you listen, but you can also share this with people. If you know somebody that has questions, if you know some friends that have questions, whatever the case might be, or if somebody goes, Hey, what's a good podcast to listen to? You know, like you just say, Hey, so I was thinking podcast. Yeah. It's better than the Joe Rogan podcast. That's fun. We're still on Spotify. And sure. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah. Check us out uh, and share and recommend us to people. That's the easiest way to help us grow. And you can also become a monthly supporter. Head to our uh, website, TossingYourPodcast.com. Hit become a supporter. And we love you guys. Buy some merch. Bye. <laughs>